It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino James Seltzer, Elliot Short Parks coming your way on a, a beautiful Saturday afternoon. E, what up, buddy? You know, earlier this week on the pod, we talked about how, you know, during the bye week with everything going on, it's been a little tough to emotionally connect to the Eagles, mm-hmm. I would say, with, with everything happening. And it's now setting in on me that 24 hours from now, Merrill and Mike will be back on 94 WIP. Eagles football will be back. And now I'm trying to emotionally prepare myself for what it's been like to watch this game for the first. <laughs> like, like now I'm like, all right, it's almost been nice to disconnect a little because now I remember what the first eight weeks have been like. So I, I'm definitely excited for the game tomorrow, though. I will say, so, you know, no matter no matter what, Maryland Mike in 24 hours oh, is, a, is a good thing to uh, have right on your schedule. Right here on this station, 24 hours from now, and first Sunday day game we've had in a yeah. while. Like, we've had a lot of time off. No more primetime Eagles. Primetime Eagles. The, unbelievable, this team playing back-to-back primetime games. Uh, e, let's get into it. And we'll get into diving into this game, the second half, 215-592-9494, if you want to get involved. What are you thinking right now with this game tomorrow and kind of where you're at with the Eagles? So, you know, going into the second half of the year, and we'll, we'll talk about the specific game in a little bit, but just talking about the final eight games and we've never kind of been at this point with the Eagles, at least not in my recent lifetime, where, yeah, there's been years where they've struggled. I mean, they were 5-7 and seven a few years ago, all that stuff. But there was never really a point where, like, okay, this is actively a bad team right now. What does this mean for the second half? And just talking to 
Eagles fans listening to the station, obviously listening to your show throughout the week. I'm a little floored at people that aren't extremely optimistic about the fact that for whatever you think of the roster, forget the division, all that stuff. Like the Eagles have the perfect head coach for this. Like this is the head coach you want for the final eight games. I don't see, you know, maybe there's two or three coaches in the league. I would take over Doug right now for these final eight games. Like what Doug is really good at that we've seen is bringing the team together, adjusting each week with different players and they're getting healthier, but we know he's good at that. But here's the biggest one. Doug knows how to win big games. Doug wins big games. The final eight games, obviously they're all big, but you've seen the past few years. In December, his record is something like like 12-2 and two or something since he's become Eagles coach. We've seen that when it matters, he knows how to win. And look, I have my feelings about the game tomorrow. Like, I don't think tomorrow is a must-win game. It's an important game. They, they need it. I don't know if it's must-win, but I have zero like uh, issues or uh, skepticism about Doug being the Eagles head coach for the final eight games. I think this is the guy you want. Look, I'm a Doug Peterson fan. You know that. So watch what you say. But, but I would be lying if I haven't said that, that I don't think Doug has had the best season so far. And we've talked about a lot. We've argued about a lot. I think the creativity from an offensive perspective has been lacking. And I look, I know that that's on Carson Wentz too. Carson Mm -hmm. Wentz has played bad and that makes it tougher, but I mean, just simple stuff, motion, jet sweeps, like stuff that throws defenses off. We've seen like none of that. Shio Kapati had a stat this week that I think is one of the most unbelievable yeah. stats I've ever seen. We're through eight games. And this Eagles is a have, truly flooring true, stat. flooring, yeah. right? The Eagles have 38 yards on screen passes this season. 30. Whoa, yes, 38. They're yeah. going to get 38 on one screen pass. Like, I, I look, I agree with the idea that Doug is a rallier and people play for Doug and all that, but Doug has to show me something in this second half. I, I And especially coming off this week where my man can't seem to figure out how to answer questions from the media. What are you doing, Doug? What are yeah, you doing? Look. It was such a, hey, Brett's entitled opinion, but Carson's my quarterback. Conversation over. It's over. Instead, he had to be spoon-fed the answer the third time. I'm just, I, I again, I like Doug. I respect Doug. I appreciate what he's done, but I'd be lying if I wasn't going into the second half of this season with Doug with at least a few more question marks than I've had in the past. So you said something in that last uh, anti-Doug rant you just had there. Uh, I see what you did there. Saying Doug has something to prove. Are you crazy? Like, what does Doug Peterson have to prove? This guy won a Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs the last three years. He's won playoff games multiple seasons. He wins basically every big game on the schedule once the, once December uh, comes and real football begins, right? Like, what does this guy have to prove? And that's what really floors me about listening throughout the week. Like, people talk about should Doug be on the hot seat. And he might be whatever we think he might be. because. Right. And I'm not saying that. No, I know you're fair. not. I know. But I'm saying, like, throughout the week you hear people say – you know, Doug Doug needs to do a better job. Doug should be on the hot seat. Doug uh, is not coaching Carson up well enough. I know that's a big thing John Ritchie thinks, and obviously I respect Ritchie's opinion. But to me, it's like if I have any reason to be confident about, confident about this team, the final eight games, Doug is the main reason. I'm not co- I'm not overly confident in the ro- in the players at Howie's picked. I'm certainly not confident in Carson. Carson, you want to talk about somebody with something to prove? Like Carson has well, something to prove. Sure. Doug has nothing to prove. We know that if they don't make the playoffs, it won't be because of Doug. Like, Doug knows how to coach big games. He He's done a phenomenal job. I have no concerns about him. So, like I said, I mean, you know, preparing for the Eagles game tomorrow, and we'll, we'll see what happens with that individual game. But as I look at these final eight games, it's just weird to me that we're even talking about Doug Peterson being a problem because has, has all of his calls been perfect this year? No. Are there certain individual plays he'd want back? 
Yes. A number, especially in short yardage. I could probably count them on less than two hands, uh, right? I don't know. There's but a fair amount. Doug's not been the problem, and Doug won't be the problem the second half. I, look, I think you have to. St- I think it's unfair to say Doug has not been part of the problem at all. I mean, he's this, been a, mo- a minor part of the can problem. He barely moved the football, man. He is the orchestrator of this offense. He is the a head coach and offensive coordinator. At a certain point, he has to have some culpability there as yeah, well. But what, what he really is, he's a head coach that's straddled with a bad quarterback and that has a staff that he did not pick. Well, again, but, but okay, regardless of the staff he didn't pick, and, and look, there is nothing more, annoying is not the right word because it is valid, but like overdone than the Frank Reich thing. Like, I get it. But, but the reason it keeps being brought up is because Doug has not been that guy since. Like, Doug, Doug, because has, Doug can't be that guy. Because he can't be that guy. Look, who, who do you think is most to blame for the problem with the Eagles right now? I think it's Carson Wentz. But no, no, no. You think it's Howie Roseman. Well, oh, yeah. yeah Overall, right. Overall you're talking, correct, I yes. thought you were talking about Douglas yeah, 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 Carson. Right. You, think, you think it's Howie. I think it's Howie, yes. Yeah, and so that's why Doug can't do the stuff that you want him to do, right? Because in the, the younger players are improving, and who knows? Maybe, you know, tomorrow or, or a few weeks from now, Rager is better. Fulgham has more snaps. All those things. Maybe he can start to do it. But you want them to run jet sweep. You want them to do all these things. I want things. them to do anything. They can anything barely run a screenplay. But, but uh, that Doug is the coach. Teach them, learn. Like again, they could barely run a screenplay because you're not running screenplays. Wait, what do you think, Doug's coaching stuff. them poorly? That's not what I that... think. Doug's calling bad games comparative oh, to what he's done in the past. I, yes, I, I think Carson's not listening to him. Well, that's certainly possible well, it's, too. It's a big part of it, though. But it's, it is that. a part of it. I look. I am not going to absolve Carson Wentz for the first half of the season. I've said it. I'm not trying to defend the guy. He has had a bad first half of the season. Anyone can see that. I expect him to be much better. And Doug in the holds half. some blame for that. But I'll that's my that, point. Yes, Doug holds some blame. Too. But some blame, whereas mo- the majority of the blame. All right, look, let me throw a hypothetical at you. Yes, you're Jeffrey Laurie, Love right? A hypothetical. Yeah, it's a beautiful Saturday. You got a game at the link tomorrow. Let's pretend there'll be fans there, and the world is a better place right okay. now, right? You get to pick. You get either Doug Peterson on the sideline or Carson Wentz under center. You can only have one or the other. Do you have more confidence in Doug coaching you to a win in a big game or Carson throwing you to a win in a big game? Right at this particular moment, I, I'm torn on it. But I, I look, I would bet on Carson. I, I, I do believe Carson's gonna have a better second half, and I believe that Carson's ceiling is is just as high. And look, again, I think Doug, and we've talked about this before. I think Doug's one of those people who can be a great head coach, but needs great people around him. He needs them. Well, but the that's only every great that's version... every great head coach. No, no it's not. Yeah. Belichick. Belichick can do whatever he wants without. Who cares? I mean, all his coaches go on and like suck his. Well, head okay, coaches. you're the one that says that you can't even use the Patriots. Example a lot of times. I know, but, right. but again, like, but, but, but my point is that this idea Sean, that Doug right, is, Sean McVay's offense doesn't depend on who his offensive coordinator is or who is what Sean McVay's the right. dude. Kyle Shanahan, it doesn't matter who his offensive coordinator is. Kyle Shanahan's the dude. Doug Peterson, I think it does matter. I don't think Doug is those guys from an offensive genius perspective. He needs help, and but, he's but not, it's he's not a slight it. on Doug to say that he needs good coordinators. Like every head coach needs good coordinators. Look, we saw Andy Reid, arguably the best head coach in the history of the franchise, right? One, I'll take it a step further. One of the best head coaches in NFL history. You can place him wherever you want, but yeah. he's certainly on the he's, top 15, 20 list, sure. right? Yes. But we sure. also saw what happened with Andy was when he started to replace his good coordinators with bad ones, it fell apart. Like when he had Jim Johnson, when when he had, uh, you know, John Harbaugh as a special teams coach, when he had uh, Marty Morningway. But these Patrick are defensive Ray. guys. Like the offensive, like 
it's not like his offense fell apart because he was the offensive coordinator. He was right. the guy doing everything. But but my point is when we talk about Andy, we don't ever say, you know, he was only a great coach because he had Jim Johnson. Like, And that's not a slate at either Again, of them, but you I'm don't not, say I'm, that. Forget defense. I'm not talking about defense at no, all. No, you're talking about coordinators. Right, but Jim Johnson's a defensive I, coordinator. I get I'm that talking about offensive coordinators. Right. Forget defense. Right. The defense is not part of this discussion. I'm saying for Doug to be an offensive genius, like we saw him be in 2017, I don't think he could do it alone. I think he needs help. There are other head coaches, other offensive guys who can do it alone. I don't think Doug's that guy. I think I, Doug I needs a support system around him. We have not seen the same type of offense. We have not seen yeah, the same. Yeah, but you wonder why? Because we haven't seen the same type man, of we had, play. We had, like, motion and people, like, Doug used the field. He found ways to create space to get people open. Like, again, we go back to that Rams game. We talked about it in the moment. Yeah. But the Eagles-Rams game this year, and granted, part of it was poor defense and whatnot, but Rams receivers were running wide open the entire game. Like, we never see that with the Eagles. We never see them scheme guys open. And I know it's personnel. Trust me, again, Howie is the biggest issue, in my opinion. But it's not like Doug is doing enough to scheme them out of this. And look, you're right. In that Rams game, that is what we saw. We saw guys wide open, and that is partially defense, and that's credit to Sean McVay. But, you know, I keep to, I hate to keep belaboring this point, but it's the most important point. The personnel is why. Like, you bring up 2017. This team could not run the Philly special because they're not executing at that level. They're not – they don't have the personnel. They don't have those things. I think Doug is making the most of what he can with what he's being given. Like, we both think the roster is flawed. We both acknowledge Carson Wentz is having a bad year. And still, when you talk about this team's chances moving forward, Doug's the reason to be optimistic. But not because of the offense. We're optimistic. Look, the defense, yeah, I'm optimistic about that. And I'm optimistic that they're the best team in a horrendous division. Yeah. But I'm not optimistic that they're going to start scoring 30 points a game every week. And that's partially See, on Doug, too. But I think that's because too. of the quarterback. No, it's, no I'm but saying it's, it's on Doug, more, too. But it's way more on Carson. I, I like, expect you know Carson that. to be better. I expect Carson to be better. You need to put Carson in, in positions to be successful. And then you need to scheme around talent. Like, these guys agree are not good enough. But, like, then do interesting stuff yeah like make it creative I just think it's and a lot, different it's it a lot looks easier. boring it's a lot easier to say do creative stuff than it is to get these like, guys to execute the Eagles offense has been like a root canal most yeah, of because the of the quarterback and because of the because of the receiver you play can't just say it's because i agree carson is the biggest reason but to not give doug, doug culpability and that is is being blind like you uh, okay. have to admit so that doug I, is part of it as well he does have culpability i agree but i'm talking like 15%, 10%. No, like, no, no. he has culpability. No, he has blame because he's it's the top like 65, guy. It's like 65-30. Oh, you're out of your mind. Yeah. You're, you're, you maybe think 60, 65% of the problem 60, is Doug? 40, no, I'm saying Carson. Maybe 60-40 okay, okay. or something like that. But it is way higher. Doug has a much bigger role in this than you're giving credit for. I think you're underestimating how hard it is to scheme an offense. Like, that's what I hear throughout the week when you talk to people. Well, Doug needs to scheme around Carson. He needs to make the offense work for Carson. What offense works for Carson? But right he now? did it for Nick Foles. He's done because it because Nick completely Foles changed okay. his offense on the fly, man. To, yeah. to uh, the best head coaches, and it, and it, again, Belichick. It's what he's always done. But the best head coaches look at their talent and say, "All right, what do I have? What are these guys good at? Let's let them do things they're good at and put them in positions to be successful." I don't think Doug has done a great job of that this year. But so you bring up Nick Foles, and I don't want to get into a Nick Foles Carson Wentz debate. But I think we can both agree that when Nick Foles was here playing under center, he was playing at a better level than Carson is right now. 
Yeah, of, yeah okay. of course. So there you go. So so this idea that, like, <laughs> what what offense do you want Doug to scheme up when he is a quarterback that's one of the most inaccurate in the league, that's turning it over twice a game, then, that's then, making 46 again, on the again, then don't what just say, oh, I guess Carson sucks and we're going to suck. Like, do something. He's trying. He's that's doing my the point. same thing, though. He's not, though. What What's different? What's what's unique? What are you watching? I mean, like, wow, what a play call from Doug. What a cool thing they did. When? When have we done that all year long? Right. Well, the I don't like. did not change over the first eight weeks at well, all. Well, okay, but that's, first of all, I think that's hard for us to say because. We don't know what the, how, if the play is being executed the way it's supposed to be played. Like, I get your point about jet sweep, but who on this offense do you want running a jet sweep? Like, you want Greg Ward getting it? Jalen Rager just came back. So, you know, do you want Travis Fulgham coming around the edge and getting it? They don't have the uh, personnel. John Hightower, Quez Watkins. Like, I don't care. Like, someone who's fast. A fifth or sixth round rushing. Sure. Team. Okay. Just do stuff. Teach these guys. Coach these guys. Like, do something different. If it's not working, the, the whole definition of insanity thing. Right. Keep, Banging your head against the wall, like do something different. I think Doug's hands are tied to a certain extent, but overall, when we're talking about the last eight games, we both agree on this, it seems. Doug is the reason to be optimistic. Like we can parcel percentage of blame points all we want. We both know Doug has done a better job than Howie and Carson, and he's the reason to be optimistic. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on Doug right now? Are, are you all in like Elliot is? Do you believe he is the biggest reason to be excited about this team for the second half or uh, are you like me where you got some concerns but still a Doug fan or potentially like our first caller who's ready to be out on Doug? If I had to guess, let's do what we do every Saturday to start our show off. We go to Abington and we talk to our good buddy, Tom. Hey, buddy. Yo, James. How we doing today, brother? I'm good, man. How are you, Tommy? All right, so we got a big game tomorrow, huh? Well, I was going to say, let's not, wait. Oh, let's, oh, let's, wow. I like that. Let, let's not right, waste so. too much of the silence here because I hear you disagree with me. So it's going to be good after a few first weeks off, to finally uh... First off, you know where I stand on Doug. So, I mean, you got this so wrong, Elliot. That's why I didn't acknowledge you, brother. Well, what, but tell me, what, you, tell me what I'm wrong about, though. Like, right, is, well, first off, is Doug not the best the of the Chesapeake three? Bay, fellas. Go ahead. So, so what you I'm say? on I'm on the Chesapeake Bay right now. So oh, that sounds I, amazing. See, I don't want to get your blood. Yeah, I don't want to get you going too a, much. Yeah, I'm away with two other couples. We figured we get away before the next shutdown, which is inevitable. Yeah, well, hopefully so, not. Sh- yeah, we'll shout see. out to Bob from Abington who fell face first into the fire last night. Oh God, is he okay? Nice. Yeah, my wife saved him, rolled him out, oh, but then she capsized in that kayak on the river this oh, morning. It was it's. It's been quite a weekend, fellas. It's, you know, like, it's like the Eagles' offense out there. I was going to say, this does okay. not bode well for the Eagles' chances tomorrow for some reason. <laughs> Doug Peterson is a great head coach. He's a terrible offensive coordinator. Come on, guys, you see it. No, I disagree. I, I know you do, but you saw Thursday night, right? Yeah. You saw what a good offensive coordinator can do with the Colts and Phillip Rivers, right? Well, but they, I, look, do you think the Colts have a better set of better players on offense than the uh, Eagles? Not they have much, a better right? offensive coordinator. I mean, Phil Rivers is is cooked. They have a better cooked. offensive look, Frank Reich coordinator. Is a great, Frank Reich is a great offensive coordinator. I'm not going to. He's, he's yes. better than Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's a terrible offensive coordinator. I, I think terrible. He's a is great head very coach. Strong. He's a great motivator. But but we've seen this offense score points. Like, and I get that it was when Reich was here. I, I acknowledge that. Yeah. But also, but even earlier this Something's year, right? Been on a downward slide ever since. Carson has been up and down. No, Carson has Schwartz been Carson has, has been Schwartz, on a downward slide. Schwartz has been up and down. 
Frank Reich's on the on the up and up. Wait to see what he does with the Colts this week or this year, Elliot. And look, I'm look, telling Tom, you, I'm not disagreeing with you. I like Frank Reich. I, look, we want to have a Doug versus Reich debate. That's a different debate. But to say that just because he doesn't have Frank Reich, Doug's offense can't score points, I don't think it's true. We even saw a few weeks ago the number one I know, scoring defense I know. came gonna, in here and they scored twenty eight points. Carson. Well, you're of course I'm going to blame Carson. He's the quarterback. Hey, Jim. Yes. Or James. Yes. I, I had a whole thing prepared for this call. I had a, a whole, and I, I scrapped it because I heard Elliot talking about that. <laughs> oh, like, like, this just incensed me so much, fellas. Doug Peterson's the problem. Carson Wentz was an MVP. Yes, he got hurt. Okay? We know what Carson Wentz can be. Okay, well, He's Doug was a Super Bowl winning head coach. Howie's even been up and down. Okay? Doug Peterson has been down. Let me ask you this, Tom. Let me ask you this. What's his high point? What's right. his high point? His high point is higher than Carson's point. So right. we can no, start there. Since Bowl. the Super Bowl, he's asking. Well, he won a playoff. Okay, I'll tell you. He won a playoff game in 2018. Did he? No, he didn't. Yeah. Would they lose to Chicago? What are you talking uh, about? It, it was a double doink. Yeah, a win. A win. All right, that has yes. nothing to do with coaching. He should have lost that game. It was a double doink. No, but they won the I game. You asked what is right. Well, let me ask you this. What's Carson's high point been since 2018? I mean, 2017. Year, he put the team on his back and brought him into the playoffs. Yeah, and guess who's Boom. on the sideline for that? Doug. So they no. both deserve blame. Doesn't they matter. both deserve credit for that. But no. Let me Carson ask you this, Tom. Let me ask you this really quick. Let me ask you yeah. this. Of Carson, Doug, and Howie, who has the best resume? Carson. Oh, get out of here, man. You know that's not true. <laughs> I respect you saying that, but you know that's not true. What do you expect me to say? And you're I know, say I know. Who, because, well, I'll, your answer tells me I know that I got to you there. Because I know that was high point since the Super Bowl. You're telling me a double doink? Come on, now right, you're, you're, you're diminishing that. the double doink, but that's a higher yes. point than Carson has had. So you can diminish a, a double doink point. all you want. He won four straight division games. So those matter more than a playoff win. Playoffs. Those matter more than a playoff win. Yes. Oh, that's funny because I, I really don't think it, they do. It's they more were... impressive. James, is that more impressive? <laughs> Doug Look, was the head coach I, I for a, those games as well. I think a playoff win matters more, but I agree what Carson did I think was more impressive. It's more impressive, and that's what I'm talking about. Tommy. All right, you know what, guys? Have a great weekend. Yeah, enjoy your time enjoy, on the boat. Yeah, and relax. Yeah. Be enjoy safe out there, too. I love that. It was yeah. I could just hang back and let you two go at it. That was beautiful. My man. Well, thanks, All right, talk to you later, Talk to you next week, brother. 215-592-9494. I like this. It was good. Some energy today. Yeah. Going at it. I just sat back, let it happen. I thought it is, he might be a little more calm chilling out there on the boat, <laughs> but no. Doug gets people you, going. You got him going. Get yeah. involved. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand with Doug Peterson right now and moving forward? And coming up, we'll also dive into this Eagles-Giants game. Elliot said not must win, but pretty damn close. Like, it's not technically it's a big must win but it is a massive game we'll get into that as well it's elliot it's james it's go birds radio we are coming right back but let me remind you that so many of the go birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast legally betting on sports makes the games more fun and like you we all love the home team so that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. That means your money, your action, they're safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. It is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. Elliot and I have been having a blast with it all season long. You can bet on every single game on the slate tomorrow. You can bet on college football games today. You can bet on how many touchdowns a player will throw, yards. You can bet on, I don't know, a game you like. Like, I really like Miami tomorrow. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite against L.A. 
I feel really good about that Miami team. I think they're a good football team. I love them tomorrow. Anything and everything. Here's the deal. Sign up now and get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on a loss as your free bet. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way till 3 o'clock today. The legend, Robbie E., Rob Ellis, up after that. And I think we got a little football on later tonight believe so hot hot, hot start to the show today got a little fiery yeah i like that it's good it's good it feels football's back you know yeah yeah five weeks over it's time to start arguing about Doug again yes it does it feels like okay we're we're because that was it felt like a long bye week i feel like we haven't seen very long in months you know obviously there was a lot going on during the bye week and all that but it has definitely felt a long a long wait to watch maybe it's because you don't want to remember the cowboys game (laughs) no probably i mean how many games where the eagles have beat the cowboys by double digits had a defensive touchdown in prime time to get first place to get in first the division, place, and we're like, "Wow, well, let's let's not watch that one again." It was unbelievable. Let's yeah. yeah, it was felt like a loss. It's crazy. Cowboys might not win another game all year. They might not. They're they're a bad football team, and and the Steelers like basically didn't even show up for that game, and so we're just like, "All right, now we'll win." I got a great question for you. Ooh, higher number final eight games. Cowboys wins. Alshon Jeffrey touchdowns. Alshon touchdowns. Okay, so you, I'm guessing three is like two. the number. I'm oh, two? two. Okay, yeah, I'm singing two. I think like they target him in the. Red. I think you might get one on Sunday, just like target in the red zone type of thing. Yeah, I think they're gonna try and sadly force him into the game plan more than they probably should. I, I don't know. I think he'll get 15 or 20 snaps. It's just a matter of a like Wednesday out there. But the other thing to consider is, I don't think Carson likes throwing the ball to Alshon. So if Fulgham's out there, Ward's out there, Goddard's out there, like he might he might throw it to Alshon. Obviously, it could happen, but. He's gonna he's gonna look for Fulgham first. He's gonna look I for the board first. I hope he does. Well, he Elliot. Will. Yeah, he will. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Talking Doug Peterson and how we feel about him heading into the second half of the season. Elliot has no doubts. I still love Doug, but I'm a little more on the doubt side. I need to see something from Doug. And of course, we'll talk a little Eagles Giants as well. Big game tomorrow. Very excited to see this man online. I don't know if he's called our show yet, but uh, a legend of uh, Philly sports radio callers. The one, the only tone in the barbershop tone. How are you, my friend? I was doing good, Jimmy, until Elliot started talking. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sad to hear that, but I'm excited to talk to you. I've heard you on the station many a time, so I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I, I've been on your show once before. Okay. I don't really I, get an opportunity. I, yeah, it was a while concern. back now that you say it. I remember. you got to be crazy. All right, tell me what? why. Oh, you said, who would I rather have, Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz? Yep. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> Tell me why you would rather have Carson. When we've seen Doug win big Carson games without Wentz Carson. Carson had to take chicken crap to make chicken salad every single week. All right? When mm-hmm. the plays come in and the first 15 scripted plays, after that, we are lost. All right? Is that coaching or is that the quarterback? You tell me. Well, all right. So, do you have any more? I'll, I want to let you go. But he, here's what I would say. You're saying he he makes something out of nothing. Like, that's a Howie problem. I agree with you. The product on okay. the field player. But, so, but, but, but whatever. Okay, go ahead. 
Carson's you been one of the worst coach. quarterbacks in the league this year under pressure, right? So Carson is not really making these plays that you think he's making. Very rarely this year has Carson made a play where it's a phenomenal play and you're like, wow, how did he make that? Maybe two or three times all year. So Carson is not carrying this offense to a point where it's like, even though Doug's struggling, like that's not what's happening. Look, if you have a coach and he has a bunch of ball bearings, uh, uh, washers and screwdrivers to try to put a team together. You got to work with what you got. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got guys on this team. You cut two, three times. Yeah. So how well did you scout them and figure they were good players until now? All right. So you work with what you got. You know, Doug Peterson didn't he say, "Well, when we're in the red zone, I want a big power bat so that we can punch it in." And he yeah. goes to Boston Scott. Yeah, but this is a Howie problem. What you're talking about is not a Doug problem. I'm talking problem. about what you got. You couldn't use Corey Clement a little bit more when you're on the three-yard line? Look, is he a bigger, stronger back? I like Corey Clement. I do, but Boston Scott right now has played better than Corey Clement has. He's played better because he's played. But also, like, all right, so you think Deuce Staley's a good, a good coach? I think Deuce Staley has blind spots. Well, that, that could be the case. That, yeah, but I think, I think Deuce does a good job with the running back. So if, if Deuce, and yes, ultimately it falls on Doug, but if Deuce is more well, confident you know, putting Boston out there than before, Corey, then... Before, before I run out of my time, I just want to say this, mm-hmm. okay? You were asking, or maybe the question came up, is this a must-win game or is it just another game? Yeah. It's a must-win game for two reasons. Okay. One, Carson's got to show that I am a better player than I've been playing. Mm-hmm. And two... Doug's got to be non-predictable because when you come out, you're going to see the exact same plays with the exact same personnel 75% of the game. Can I see a little bit of different personnel, uh, uh, lineups, uh, 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 plays? It don't have to be no jet sweeps. Can you give me something other than predictability? I can sit in my television and watch the game and know what the Eagles are going to do before they do it. How predictable is that? You think the other teams don't know that, too? You know, Sean McVay down there uh, over there in L.A., all right? Mm-hmm. They figured he was predictive, predictable in what he would do with the personnel he had. How he looked this year? Look at the lineups. Look at the screens. Look at the what, – what happened to the screen plays with Philadelphia Eagles? Weren't we known for screen plays? Yeah, Weren't well, we known of... to get everybody out and run them over? Yeah, and look – I. That, those are fair points, but I think part of the reason you're not seeing a lot of creativity is because he doesn't have the players to execute it. Now, if you want to say he should coach them up better, that's that's a little hard to debate because so I be do think they're creative co- with what you got. But you, but it, you need players that can execute these creative plays. Do you you're going to tell me that they don't have any players that can make plays? None, zero. I mean, Travis Fulgham, Miles Sanders. Now that he's back, maybe. But and where do you see all this oh, talent so on offense? You just see two. Yeah, two. But Dallas but, Goddard. But both of those require a quarterback to get them the ball. Like, Carson has been a bigger problem than Doug. We can debate Doug. I'm not but, saying Carson hasn't been a problem. I'm not. And I'm a big Carson fan. Yeah. And I'm very disappointed in how he's played this year. But I also seen that he's played on his back a lot. Ask Mike Vick about that. How can I throw the ball if I'm always on the ground? Well, Carson needs to do a better job getting rid of the ball, too. Like, the offensive line's been a problem, but Carson plays into putting himself into pressure. Look, Carson... Number one, he's going to have to be more patient and trust the personnel he's got. Tone. I agree with that. Tone of pleasure, my friend. Call more often, okay? Yeah, for sure. Call in next week. Awesome, Tone. Yeah, and look, I, I... Something else that came up in that conversation that I don't think we've talked enough about is 
and I know that there are directives from high above and all that, but like, man, with some of these roster decisions, I mean, putting Jason Peters back instead of Mylotta, and I know Peters played solid last week, but mm-hmm. I think we all agree if Lane's playing, it'll be my, it'll be Peters over Mylotta. Yep. Like the potential for Alshon Jeffrey to take snaps away from either Greg Ward or I don't think it'll be Fulgham, but like, who knows? I don't know. What or these or guys even are. John Hightower, or, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. So like, this type of stuff is a concern. Like, we need to see Doug have a bit more of a of a toughness in terms of yeah, like this, fighting this, back on this, this stuff. Saying like, let's play the guys who are the best players, the guys who give us the best chance to win, not who we paid for, not who whatever. Well, I think the coaching staff would tell you that Jason Peters is better than Jordan Mailata right now. I know. Right. I so know so to that point, yes. But like to, to your to your point about, you know, receivers and Alshon getting into over this guy, we'll see what happens. I'm not as convinced as I used to be earlier in the year that they're going to force Alshon out there. I think he'll play. And ultimately, every snap he plays is a, is a snap a re- other receiver could be getting. Look, I think we would both agree J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, pretty close to a bust at this yeah, point. I would but say he's so. going to be inactive tomorrow because of Alshon. Right. So, oh, yeah. you know, for whatever you think it of It better JJ, be him that's inactive and not Hightower or someone else. Oh, it'll, yeah. it definitely I, won't be Hightower. Yeah. But, you know, for whatever you think of our Sega White side, I would rather have him at least, you know, try for the last eight games to see rather than waste eight games on Alshon. Bob Williamstown, how you doing, Bobby? Hey, how are you? Good, man. What's so, on your mind today? So what I was going, Elliot, listen, let me say one thing first. I yep. torture you on, on Twitter, so I need to say that so you don't think. Uh, oh, well, I appreciate you following me and tweeting me, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So here's my thing, and my topic was going to be before you guys were going crazy before the show started. It's people that have to be right. And this has nothing to do with you. It's just a general t- mm-hmm. type thing. Um, yesterday, there was a person had a tweet, and then five minutes later, another one. Now, this is the thing that aggravates me to no end. The tweet was, the one thing I'm not worrying about the rest of the year is Doug Peterson. So, in my mind, if it's one thing you're not worrying about, that means you've got concerns about everything else. Yep. Five minutes later, same person, different tweet. The one thing holding the Eagles back from being a contender is the play of the quarterback. It, it, it drives me insane because both of those things can't be right when the same person makes them. And that's what annoys me, mm-hmm. that you try to be right so much that you just can't have a conversation. And, and two, things could, two things could be right. Doug well, isn't having the yeah, best type of year because you had, you had said, you know, a lot of it's personnel and, and a lot of things you, you can't scheme because guys don't get separation and all that kind of stuff. And I 100% agree with you. By the same token, the quarterback is playing horribly. I have eyes I could see. But by the same token, they're not running open for the quarterback either. And he's making horrible decisions. Two things could be right. Yeah, Bob, I, I mean, look, thank you for the call, Bob, up against the break. I, I get what you're saying. I, look, I think that sometimes on Twitter and all that stuff, people are just saying opinions and maybe not thinking about, like, well, obviously, yes, you could interpret things different ways. And It's hard in that medium to convey yeah, and look, context it, and all that stuff. It's just, like, we're just having fun talking and about And also, sports, for so. what it's worth, like, Elliot, and I've said this last week on the show, and it's right. one of my favorite things about Elliot, is Elliot is one of those people who, when he's wrong, will say he's wrong flat out. So, Do you want to hear an interesting uh, stat that I was surprised? I read it this week. I apologize. I forget where I read it. Carson Wentz this year is throwing into more open windows than he did in 2017. Wow, that's surprising. So, so much like scheme yeah, guys I, open. All those types of, th- I, like, for what it's worth, and though, I know it's, you know, all those stats, like, yes. I find them so 
you know, hard to to grab on quantify. To. Context yeah, that's fair. is dependent on, but it. I it's was surprised by it. Interesting, if nothing else, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I see a wonderful name on the call screen, or someone we all know and love. Who's going to chime in on this coming up next? Can't wait for that. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio. Don't go anywhere. One of the cool things about being at WIP and doing a show, and of course it's Go Birds Radio presented by Park Sportsbook and Casino, is when you're doing a show and you know you get all the awesome callers, you know the Tom from Hamilton, Justin in Tennessee, all these people call up, and then you look down at your call screener and you see a name where you're like, wow, that's Mitch Williams on the line. How cool is it that Mitch Williams is listening to our show that and is calling awesome. in? Let's go out on the Swartz Call It and Guest line. If you're injured at work, get justice. Call Swartz Call It and 1-800-JUSTICE. The one, the only wild thing. What up, Mitch? What's up, James? Elliot? What up, man? How I you doing? Want, I just want to apologize. The day I was supposed to come up there and have you hit a home run off me, <laughs> I was having some vertigo issues, and Ah. I was planning on buzzing your tower. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm happy you're feeling better. I guess I, you know, I don't miss that. Yeah, I was about but, to yeah. say, Mitch, I don't think you should apologize. You should apologize to everybody else. I think Elliot's the one person who was very happy you yeah. couldn't do it. But uh, so, sorry to hear you weren't feeling good. The thing was, if I was going to buzz his tower, which I was going to, but I couldn't do it because then I couldn't guarantee that I wouldn't hit him. Well, look, I'm confident about a lot of things. I'm confident that would have really hurt. So I'm happy that I heard you could hit a home run, so I wanted to give you the opportunity. Oh, I would have loved to do it, man. I mean, it <laughs> might have taken me, you know, a thousand pitches, but I, I think, no, you know. It, it, a it million and you're not hitting a home run off well, Mitch Williams. Well, no, unfortunately. Millions of pitches and you're not hitting a home run off Mitch Williams. But the one th- I do want to address something with Carson. Yeah, and, please. And it's because everybody is – it's Carson's fault. He's playing horrible, which is true. He is playing horrible. But And Doug can only do so much. Doug's play calling has been unimaginative, if to put it in, in a term I understand anyway. There is no imagination in, in his play calling right now. But what I see is I don't care what Doug calls. Carson, the minute that play comes in and that ball snaps, now it's on him to make good decisions, and mm-hmm. he just hasn't. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Look, I think there's been specific examples of poor play calls by Doug, like the fourth down in the end zone when he hit, called a uh, a fade to Hakeem Butler. Like yeah, that, sure. that's on Doug, right? I, I agree. There's been specific examples. Some of the short yardage stuff, yes. like the what, sneaking Wentz with a yard and a half to go that time. Like he said, a few of those just weird calls. But to your point, I Mitch, still oh, sorry, think the fade after 50 years of watching it. The fade is still the stupidest pass. The route dumbest ever call in it sports. It never works. It, it's 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 asinine. Yeah. I, I, it I, is. It of of all the creative things that you could do in that spot that you have at your disposal to just throw a jump ball in the corner of the end zone makes no sense. And and look, Mitch, to your really quick to your point because I, I think it's a good one. Like that's why it's an interesting debate and it's hard to say is because we don't know. Like after that ball is snapped. Doug could have a good play call and Carson's not executing it. Or maybe the play call wasn't good and Carson's messing up. I just think because we've seen Doug with other quarterbacks, I tend to lean on Doug knows what he's doing more than I do with Carson. Right. And I'm, I'm still of the opinion that I'm positive that Doug had input on uh, the Jalen Hurts draft, that pick. I'm yeah. just not sold on the fact. I don't think that Doug Peterson is a huge Carson Wentz fan. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. Hundred percent. I do too. That. Actually, yeah. 
I don't know if he has the power to draft Jalen Hurts in the second round, yeah. but I look, there's a video, uh, and sometimes you can read too much into this, but there's a video of when Jalen Hurts was drafted. They have Doug like clapping and smiling. He looked like a happy guy when they uh, took Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So, so I agree. I, I think Doug and Carson, I don't know if this is a pair that's going to work long term. Well, I, I look at the Brett Favre comment, and yeah. when Doug was asked that, he was asked it three different times, and the third time he got a little chippy. If he had answered it the correct way the first time, it would have been shut down. Yep. 100%. All he had to say was, I respect Brett Favre's opinion. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. Yep. Carson's my guy. Well, That's I think, it. I think yes. the mistake he made there was he prioritized making sure he didn't offend Brett Favre over prioritizing making sure Carson, Carson right. Yeah. And that was just a weird decision. I mean, look, it's what he decided to do, but I think in that instance, look, Mitch, you uh, you played here, right? You know, and we've all been here a long right. time. Like, that is an answer where if you answer that incorrectly, it's a controversy. And we're seeing it. I mean, this yep. was, you know, five, six days ago, and we're talking about it still. So, right. yeah, I didn't think he did a great job answering that question. No, he could have cut out the second two times he was asked it if he had just answered it the correct way the first yep. time. Yep. Absolutely. But Carson can cut out all this garbage going on in this city if he goes well. out and hangs 40 or 50 points on the Giants. You're right, Mitch. And I honestly believe, and I haven't said this all year, I think the Eagles are going to blow the Giants out. Ooh. Wow. I like I'm, the confidence. What, what makes you so confident? 35, 35 to 10. Wow. That would be something, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be something? Be a good way to start the, the second half of the season. Yeah. And I only say that. Just because they're due, they're overdue, they're doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last one was probably the best. Mitch, uh, a pleasure, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks for, calling. for calling it. Thank you. Guys, thanks for having me on. Have a good weekend. Right, yep. We'll talk to you soon, Mitch. Yeah, look, <laughs> you sold that well at the end there. Yeah, I just think they've been overdue for like a year and a half. Now. Yeah, tell you know, me it's, about it's it. It's hard for me to look. 35 I mean, to 10 the last, win was like, certainly... blowout they had was, I guess, against the Giants at the end of last season, which was close for a while, but they think, I think, 34-18 or whatever. Yep. They ended up winning it. That was the last time. I mean, I guess Dallas kind of like this. <laughs> Again, they beat Dallas by two touchdowns, so, and so it felt like nothing. The reason I – so tomorrow, I don't know if it's a must win because I think they can lose and still win the division. But if they win tomorrow, the division is over. Yeah, so in that way, really, it's a really very good important shape. game. Yeah, but they're it, really they need good to shape. win it more than – they can like, afford a again, loss. Again, so Dallas is on a bye. If, if they win and if Washington loses, which is certain – possible um i mean what that means they're up two and, two and, a, half. and a half games in yeah. the, or, wow. with seven to go all right uh aforementioned let's go to tennessee and talk to our good buddy justin hey feller what's happening what's happening fellers how, what you up, doing today? how you feeling pal i feel rougher than that in jail oh my goodness <laughs> happy uh, to, happy to hear you're feeling a little better man. oh you you doing okay we can hear it man well, it's it's been touch and go, but the last couple of days have been pretty rough. But I'm hanging in there, just sitting back and laying back, watching football and listening to you boys. Oh, too kind. Um, hopefully, the, hopefully the Eagles make it easier for yeah, you tomorrow. Yeah, do well, it for Justin. Me, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is – I don't know if Elliot heard me. When I think I called earlier this week and told the guys on the midday show. I think they can go 6-2 and two the rest of the way. If – this mm. is a big if – if they win tomorrow and then they beat Cleveland – that would be four in a row, and that's a huge run. Especially momentum. You know, coming off this tie, big run of momentum. And then I think the two that they can lose would be, I think, at Green Bay, and then I think they beat Seattle, but they lose to New Orleans just because Ooh, I, don't know, I think man. Malcolm would have I think Malcolm would have just too much of an impact on that defense, knowing what Doug's going to do. As far as 
being out on Doug. I'm not out on Doug, but right now I think this part of the season, I think it's 50-50 blame between Carson and Doug, or maybe mm-hmm. even 60-40 Carson to Doug. But Well, who do you have more I'm confidence like in? Yeah, well, I've got confidence in him, but what I don't have confidence in is like what, what we said earlier was, I mean, did you see that? That little play that the Titans ran with John U. Smith on the goal line I did. the other night. I mean, just like a little. I mean, we've not seen any innovation like that yep. in a long time. And I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know if it's it's personnel or what. But I think with getting Isaac back tomorrow, and I, I've not heard anybody say, is there a possibility that that? Uh, uh, oh crap, Sanders. I'm losing up. Uh, Lane Brandon Sanders. Brooks, Oh, Brandon is there Brooks. Any possibility that Brandon Brooks could come back this season? Maybe mm. late at the end. Like, may, I doubt it. Like, I wouldn't bet on him, but I think there's a, a chance maybe towards the end of the season. I mean, he's not. Okay. They didn't put him on the season long IR, which was interesting. Yeah. Exactly. But with us getting healthy, maybe we're done with this injury bug. And maybe this team can get healthy at the right time, get into the playoffs, and get a win. You know, I'm not saying we're going to make well, a cra- run. In crazier playoffs, stuff has happened. Look, I that's think, for sure. I think they've and the chance. NFC is not a juggernaut. You know, they're all somewhat beatable, all these teams. It feels like it. The least. good news is they don't got to go 6 and 2 to get in the playoffs. That too. So, no, they do not. <laughs> so, but you I know, think, that would be great. I, but I think if they could close it out going 6 and 2, get a win in the playoffs, that could be huge for sitting oh, up. Could, Completely changes year. everything. Oh for everything. Yeah, you, that's all Elliot talks about is how important that is for Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. Justin, feel better, brother. Yeah, feel better, man. Let us Boy, know how you're I'm doing, okay? Listening. All right, Thank you. All right, much love, brother. So, feel better. What, what's interesting is, you know, people want to see more innovation. You've said that. The callers have said it. Doug ran a play this year with two quarterbacks where Carson was split out wide. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Well, but, I know, well, let me, but let that me finish. Stuff let me feels finish. Force. Like it's the word stuff feels forced. I just want to see natural, like offense. Like again, 2017, that offense looked unique and different and right. and interesting and and doing all kinds of motion and all these different things but, that we just don't. But see. my point is this: I also don't like the Jalen Hurts <laughs> stuff. But the fact that he ran a play like that and we don't view it as innovative is because it didn't work. If that play worked, we're all sitting here and saying, wow, what a play I, designed by Doug. Kind of. And that's I, why my, it's so easy to no, sit. No, but like, anyone can do innovative trick play stuff. I'm talking about like doing your offense being innovative on a snap per snap per snap basis like the Rams. Like Watch the Rams and they well, do all kinds of awesome stuff. Like I want to see that. Yeah, but – the bottom line is innovation and like those type of plays are only really good for a few snaps a game. What you need to have a good offense is a consistent passer back there that's accurate. Well, that's course, what's holding. But Doug you back. also can do other things like again, like the Rams who like motion play action, all these different things like consistently. But you non-stop. remember them because they work. Is my point. But they work because they like it's, because it's the players are like, executing. It's them. part of it, but it's also because they're creative plays that get guys open and put guys in positions to be successful. You know, yeah, both it, are, can be yes, true. That's true. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four one hour down one hour to go it's elliot it's james it's go birds radio and again let me remind you that so many of the go birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast legally betting on sports makes the games more fun and like you we all love the home teams and that's why we go with our home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting our team at parks casino sportsbook is right here in bucks county your action your money Safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. 
you have to download this app. Now, it's fun, it's easy to use, it's intuitive. Elliot and I have been using it all season and having a blast betting on games. Make some more fun. You can bet on college football today. Every game on the slate tomorrow. How many yards someone will throw for, the score at halftime, over-unders. If you want a game or two I like, I like Green Bay. It's a big line, minus 13.5 against Jacksonville, but... I just think they're a way better football team. I love Miami tomorrow, one-and-a-half-point favorite against Los Angeles. I think Miami's a really good football team. Brian Flores is a good coach. I feel good about that team. Anything and everything you can bet on, and here's the deal. Sign up now, and you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash P-A. The website has all, de- all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. Every play. by Park Sportsbook and Casino. One of those fun times where you're out out having a, a sip of coffee, hanging out, and then Moshe Kravitz doing a great job and the glass runs out. I was like, guys, we're on the air. So, hey, everybody. Just continuing hey, you know the Doug debate, you know? You know, I'm just going to say you're welcome because I let you listen to the roots a little bit more. So, happy. You know, that's everyone wins there. So, that's a it's win. A, it's a great driving around, window down. Oh, you know. It's a great song. Root Philly zone. Then you cool. hear my voice, and it's like it's like ah. Uh, can we yeah. go back to the roots? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Talking Doug Peterson and uh, our faith in Doug moving forward into the second half of the season, and what we expect from Elliot is fully in. On I'm Doug just Peterson. floored at people that don't believe in Doug. Like he's well, such, we're hearing a, a lot such a great more, track record. We're hearing I don't, a lot more yeah. this year than, and obviously there are, there are people obviously on the air at the station like John Ritchie and other people who have been very critical of Doug Peterson. Right. So I think that starts to permeate. And and again, like I am not as critical as others of Doug. As you know, I'm still a Doug fan. I'm still mm-hmm. a Doug believer. But I, I definitely, looking at it logically and rationally, I have to be willing to say, all right, these are some things that concern me. Yeah. I think what we can all agree on is something's not working. And I, I personally don't think it's Doug. Maybe, look, I could be wrong. That could be my blind spot. Who knows? But when you're 17, 17, and one since 2018 with Carson at quarterback, like that is a sign that something is not working. Whether Howie can't put the play, right players around Carson, whether Carson maybe just isn't who everyone thought he was, including me. Like I, in 2017, I thought Carson was going to be look, the next the Aaron Rodgers. Last year, like, you were at the, at the yeah. 2019, and you're like, Carson's back, franchise yeah. swag, all that yep. stuff. And look, maybe Doug's not as good as I think, but what makes it uh again i'm i'm surprised how many people think it's Doug, but 17 17 to 1 speaks for itself like that's not that's not who the eagles should be right i mean that they over over 35 games they should not be a 500 team they should be one of the better franchises in the league jeffrey Lurie is one of the better owners in the league is is he perfect no no owner's perfect but jeffrey Lurie is one of the better owners in the league this is one of the better franchises in the league this is one of the best sports cities in the league like they should be better than 17 17 to 1 so something has to either correct itself or change and i think that's why it's such an interesting debate 215-592-9494 plus eagles giants tomorrow not quite a must win game but Pretty damn important It'd be game a great one to their, have. Considering their schedule, it's a pretty important game. We'll get into that more as well this hour. But let's go out to New Mexico and talk to our buddy David. Hello, sir. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? What up, man? How you doing? First of all, I'd like to apologize to you guys and the entire Eagles nation 
for that whole Brett Favre thing. Last uh-huh. week I compared Brett Favre and oh yeah, Carson that's Wentz right. The same thing. It was you, and David. Me, you and did then, this. And then to next us. thing you know, and then next thing you know, you know, you speak of the devil, and then he shows up. That's so right. I apologize. That's my bad. Um, we we forgive you. Don't do it again, though, David. Well, oh, don't worry. Fred gets on my freaking nerves. <laughs> I um, uh, uh, I think what goes on with uh, Carson and Coach, I think they respect each other. They don't trust each other, and that is a big, big, big problem. Something's getting lost in the translation between where the play call goes in and the snap of the ball. I think Carson has put more pressure on himself to be better because he's performed so so poorly and he knows he's performed poorly and he's forcing issues that try to make things correctable this is a must-win game it's a must-win for Carson psyche it's a must-win for Doug Peterson's confidence in his quarterback because he doesn't trust him you know I mean even in the press conference when you have to be asked the same question three times to figure out whether you're going to defend the guy you just paid there's a problem Mm -hmm. you know and I don't think it's personal I don't think it's personal. I just think it's a professional line that needs to be drawn because neither one of these guys are willing to be a little bit vulnerable to try to change. And unless that happens, you're not going to see many results on the field. You got to you got to simplify this thing. Yeah, guys. look, I, you have to simplify. I think it. it's an excellent point. I think trust is the perfect word because I think sometimes Doug calls plays that maybe because he doesn't trust Carson, that's the play he calls, right? Like, James, you brought it up, call mm-hmm. the offense for Carson. I think that sometimes he maybe is more conservative because of how Carson's playing right now and the trust. But you know, I, I think it's an excellent point. I, I, I don't know if this version of Carson can run Doug's offense. And that doesn't mean that Doug's offense is right and Carson's wrong. I just don't know if they're a match. Carson doesn't make quick decisions, and he's match. not accurate. And Doug's offense requires both of those things. They're not a match. I think what Doug needs to do is 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 loosen up the reins a little bit and try to give Carson a little bit more freedom to be more creative within what he's trying to do. And they need to run the ball. They need to run the ball. They don't run the ball. You've got running backs. You've got they an offensive need line. To that's tell them, they baby. need to run the so freaking ball. So I disagree with you on that, this, though. No, ahead, that, the, they need to the, run it the more biggest, than they do. The, they don't the, the biggest thing that they need, rushing they offense, need to, but – no, I'm not asking them to turn into the you know 70 Steelers. I'm just saying that they need to run the ball a lot more often to keep that defense honest. Because mm-hmm. when you blitz and you got an offensive line that changes like a crossword puzzle every every week, <laughs> you cannot continue to put Carson in that in, in that position. You have to run the ball to keep the things honest. Now, I, I actually agree with your rationale on that. I, I do. Go ahead. Rationale. Okay. Last question for you two. Better running back number, 32. Or 34. Great question. Great call, as so, usual. I think it's extremely obvious. Which I think one it's, it is. it's clearly 32. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say we should say it at the same time. It was 32, though, right? Yeah, it was You're 32. Great, like, no question, right? Immediately asked the question. I was 100% certain what the answer so was. So, 32 is a good running back number. I think. 20s are just a better running back number. Like, uh, look, yeah, Brian Westbrook's one I of the best running backs in the history of the city, team, all that. 36 is not a great now, number, now. but he made it great. Mm-hmm. 34 to me, if I saw a running back in training camp with 34, I'd go, like, who's that undrafted guy? Like, that 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 number to me just doesn't speak as well. 32, look, 32, R- there's Ricky been a lot, Waters. Yeah, right? Roger Craig, there's been a lot of yep. great running backs who wore 32. I do have a slight soft spot for 34 thanks to Reno Mahe, though. Reno, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think that illustrates your point. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a random point, but so he mentioned, uh, you know, he doesn't want it to run it like the '70 Steelers, and I'm definitely going to show my age here. But a caller could call up and say literally any version of that, like any year in any team, and I'd just be like, oh yeah, true. <laughs> like I don't know what the '70 Steelers did. He could have called up and been like, you know, 
like like the '68 Bears, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, they were, they were any combination, pound man, wouldn't question George it. George Hallis, yep. they are who we thought they were. There you Just go. keep it moving. So, I guess the '70 Steelers were a great running team. Sure. Franco Harris, right? Yeah. Is that Look too early? No. Uh, no, I think that's yeah, that's about right. Terry like Bradshaw, right? sure. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I do think there's a, an interesting point there though with. With what he's talking about, and and this is something that I'm I'm sure is kind of a, a wild thought, but uh, Shiel Kapadia, when he was on the Midday Show this week, said that something that uh, Joe and John asked him, you know, what would you do if you're Doug Peterson in the second half, you know, heading into the second half, something to make it a little more creative, to make Carson feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. whatever, and Shiel had kind of an outside-the-box idea. He said... I'd let Carson call a game. That's exactly what I was going to say. You said I would let Carson design yep. the offense for a game. What do you so, think about that? All right, so I wouldn't do that. But what I would do is I would have more series in the game where you tell Carson just to go out and do him. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of let him call the play. Well, go I mean, hurry that would up. be part of that. He was saying, like, they're together. You know, the, yes. they're all together, and they come up with a game plan together that Carson is kind of the driving force behind. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's I, a fascinating look, idea. It, go back, it goes back to Dave from New Mexico's point about trust, right? In well, that's why of, I brought it up. That's what made me think of it. And I think it builds trust, but what it also does is it removes the barrier where— we can think whatever we want of Carson. We can think whatever we want of Doug. Like, Carson is the one that there's more, I don't want to say responsibility, but he's the one that has to fix it. Like, he's the one out there throwing the ball. 100%. So you have to do what Carson wants in that scenario. And, you know, if you think Doug is coaching in a bad way for Carson, then the Doug has to be better. I, I agree with that. But I like the idea of Carson out there calling his own plays, getting in hurry up. Look, this team, it's no coincidence this team is at its best when, when they're, they're in hurry tempo, up yep. and when they're on a short week. 100%. And when they're on a short week. Yep. Because – it doesn't get as complicated. And that's why when everyone calls up and says, and you've said it, let's get it more complicated here. Doug, when he has a lot of time to think, outside of the Super Bowl, obviously, but one and three coming off the bye, we've seen he's at his best on a short week where, where they have said it's better because they don't complicate things. So I don't know if complication, you know, more complicated schemes is the answer. I think just executing the plays that they know work is the answer. Well, and there's a creativity. There's difference, can be difference between creativity and complicated. But I, I agree. And I do think, like, to your point, it, it could be something that brings them together a little bit, yeah. makes them see what the other's thinking, why they're thinking it. It's I, I, I think it's a great idea. So real quick before we go to the next caller, my mom texted and said 32 is the best number as well. No. So it's just... She That's knows. how you know, you know. She knows. Yeah. That's so, it's an easy it was a great question. Easy answer. Hi, Mama Shore Parks. How are you? Well, Mama Shore. Mama Shore, yes. Right. Correct. Good point. Yeah. Yes. Duh. Yeah. Bad job by me there. Two one five. Good job by her, bad job by you. <laughs> As usual. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Cincinnati and talk to our good buddy Mark. Hey Mark. Hey guys, how's it going today? What up, man? How you doing? Doing okay. All right, so so Elliot. Um, the problem I have with what you're saying is mm-hmm. that Doug is going to be the main reason that they're successful going forward. But what if they're not successful going forward? Is he not also to blame? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. But okay. I, look, I would also say, though, we have to see why. I mean, if Carson's still turning it over to two or three times a game, then yes. But look, ultimately, as a head coach, he holds uh-huh. blame. But we, I think we'll also be able to sit here and know who the problem so, is. So if Carson goes out and plays really well, and they win, wouldn't he be the main reason that they won? Carson, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. If Carson goes out and plays really well uh, and they win. So so they both they both it's it's so hard to separate. Yeah, I mean, I think yes. To I your think point, yes. It is very hard to separate. Yes. You know, and, and here's the thing though, is that this team has not been successful with any quarterback since two thousand and seventeen. 
Well, Nick Foles was successful in 2018. To be for, fair, for, it was a small step for the end of the season, not at the well, beginning. He was absolutely no, successful. No, at the end he was, not at the beginning. He yes. had two, two stints yeah, in correct. 2018. But as yeah, a yeah. season, as a team, they didn't get anywhere near where they needed to get to. You know, when, when Doug comes out and says this is the new norm, what was the new norm? What, what did that mean? Because he was asked what that was. His answer was late January into February yeah. football in Philadelphia. And they haven't gotten anywhere near that. And I think a lot of people, including myself, believe that Frank Reich was really the driving force behind that offense in 2017. Carson was successful. Nick was successful. And now I'm not saying that we should bail on Doug. I'm not saying that. He's a great head coach. I believe that. I believe in Doug. I just don't think that he's the offensive mind that maybe you're giving him credit for. Well, can I, well, can I tell you why I think he are. why I think he can be? And your point is correct that this offense was better in 2017 than it has been since. I personally think that's because Carson's not the same quarterback physically. But I, I think and it's a small sample size. But we saw in 2018 when Foles came in, they went to LA and beat the Rams. I think they scored in the 30s that game. The next week, Foles had four touchdowns and they won that game. I think they were also in the 30s. And then you know playoffs, they didn't score a ton of points. That that's for sure. But and I'm not saying that's the end all be all. But the fact that we have even a small sample size of Doug with another quarterback. That's what gives me the hesitation in saying it's all Frank Reich. Yeah, no, I, I just yeah, it's not all Frank Reich. Obviously, Doug has some input, but you know, it's just but there's there has been a huge drop off, and they haven't Absolutely. had anywhere near anywhere near that success. And so I just you know I just think when when we try to separate this, that's where a lot of people that you know also also believe not only in Doug but in Carson Wentz. That's where I think we we have a problem. With, and, with that kind of thinking. And as much as we Mark enjoy the debate and as much as we try, they are hard to separate. It, yeah. They just are. I mean, they're tied at the hip. Absolutely. At their quarterback and head coach, it always is and always should be. Like, that's what it is. And and look, to your point from before and something that we don't know the answer to, but it could just be that they're a bad mix. Like, it is possible that these two guys just don't fit great together for, for yeah. many reasons, whereas Nick and Doug maybe fit together better. Who knows, you know? I, I personally don't believe it's going to get back to 2017. I, I just, I don't believe that. I don't, I think we have a long enough sample size to show that while 2017 was amazing, and again, we could all feel it when 2017 was happening. We could tell how special that was. I would be surprised if it got back there. Not saying this team's never going to win another Super Bowl again. I, I think they will. I think they're a good enough franchise to do it. But I don't know if this quarterback-head-coach combination can get back to 2017 for as much as we bring it up. Let's go to Southwest Philly and talk to Saeed. Hey, Saeed. Hey, James. How you doing? Yeah, see, how you doing, man? What up, man? How you doing? I, 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 I agree with you, man. I, I, Thank I'm you. pushing back on that. I defend uh, – and here's why. And I'm glad you brought it back for a certain when you started talking about other coaches who these guys deem geniuses. Mm -hmm. I watched, like, Sean McVay. And I watched Kyle Shanahan get on the biggest stage and boo-boo the bed with their team. Like, these geniuses. Yep. Like all the, I guess he shot all his bullets when he got to the Super Bowl because only put three points on the board. All that wide-open scheming, genius, Sean McVay. Mm. Where mm. was that when the title was on the line? Yep. Yeah, it's a, look, it's a great – showed me what it was like when the title was on the line. Yeah, look, his quarterback stunk, and, and Belichick outcoached him. There, there was no oh, way around the it, and, and Doug beat Belichick. 
No, I said they both. I, I said Bel- I just said Belichick outcoached him, Saeed. I literally said that. I'm right. with you. I got you. He only put three points up, though. He's a genius. Belichick genius. outcoached him. What more do you want me to say? I agree. Okay, I'm okay, not okay, saying Sean McVay. I, hold up, Saeed. Hold up. I'm not saying Sean McVay is, like, the greatest thing of all time. I'm just saying that. And, look, Doug has been better in the past. We're talking about right now, the here and now with Doug Peterson. And this year in this game, McVay's offense looked more creative. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But, but, but the reason to look more creative, James, is because he has a better roster with a better quarterback. I'm, he does. It, it, that's not why right. look more I creative. Mean, they're doing things. They're they're like trying to be creative, and there's motion. Yes, and but it's easy open. to do those things when you have a, a roster and a quarterback that can execute them. That's that's the point, right? Here's like, another thing about Frank Wright, though. I wanted to say this because okay. we do elevate him, and I hate talking about because I love Frank Wright. But I watch his team get in the postseason and lose by like thirty five. I haven't watched the Doug Peterson coach team lose like that in the postseason. Never. Matter yeah. of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, Sean McVay didn't make the playoffs last year. And and I, I, uh, and Sean Payton, Sean Payton lost in the first round of playoffs last year. And Doug did too, but he, he lost his quarterback. And he, well, he's been there multiple years. Yes, three, I agree. Three, none of them was there the past three years. That was. But and, we elevate these guys over Doug. It's like it's frustrating to me. It's really frustrating because well, that's the only winning we had in this town. For the NFL, and yet we can pull it like Frank Wright went out. Well, why he couldn't win it out there? He, you know what he has? He has a team that's going to go into postseason and get blown out every year by Kansas City. We want that. That's called Marty Scheinheimer. Hey, well, so, what, what's crazy to me? What's crazy to me, Saeed, is. Doug's resume is so good compared to Carson and Howie's. Like he has the best resume of the three. So if you had to only hold on to one, I don't even think it's a question. Like Doug is by far the best of the three. Hey, yeah. Saeed. Saeed, call more often, man. You yeah, know, that was a great call. point. That was well, a really especially good call, he, man. You know, call more. He agreed with me. So. <laughs> see, I can. Uh, see, he got me to call that. you, James. I, it doesn't matter. As you should. I don't like. That's my. See, I'm. I don't care what you have to say. If you're a good caller, you're a good caller. Yeah. I, actually, I appreciate it. Even I, if you're against me, you could be wrong and be a good caller. I think it's way more fun to talk to people that I disagree with. Yeah. Than it is people. Go back I agree and forth. Yeah. I guess my favorite is when they agree with me and talk to you. And there then I you that like would it. maybe be my favorite. <laughs> 215-592-9494. All right, it's time. As we do every week for our player to watch, Elliot's player to watch, brought to you by your tri-state Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Elliot, who is our player to watch this week? So I went back and forth on this one. Ultimately, I landed on Miles Sanders. And the reason is, and I was talking to uh, Ike Reese about this on Friday, like Miles Sanders is somebody that now that he's on the field, Doug needs to game plan him in. Like, this isn't Alshon where you just put him out there and see what happens. Miles Sanders coming back should change how they call the offense. And going against, and we can say it, a good Giants defense. And a very good Giants second. A solid. Let's say a solid Giants defense. I don't know if I'm ready to say good. Solid. I mean, they're They're like 13th in the league. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, okay. That's solid. They're a solid defense. But what they also are is they're They're good good for the NFC. They're good against the pass, and they have James Bradbury, who's a very good outside shutdown corner. So Miles Sanders is somebody that, A, you run the ball with him, right? You try to get the run game going. But, B, you get him involved in the passing game. You get mismatches. You get him the ball. Like, 38 yards on screen plays is absurd. That has to be better. That's an execution thing, right? So I want to see Miles Sanders come back tomorrow. He can be the explosive player, as good as Travis Fulgham is, as good as Dallas Goddard is. They're not explosive like Miles Sanders is. Miles Sanders is a threat every time he touches the ball. I think tomorrow, if they win, if they get, you know, the 35 points that, uh, you know, some of the callers have predicted, Miles Sanders is going to be a big part of the reason why. I think that is a great point. As Mitch Williams predicted. Yeah, Mitch Williams. And it'll be great to have him back. Uh, That is, uh, again, Elliot's Player to Watch, brought to you by your uh, local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of 
the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll come back. We'll continue to take your calls. Talk at Doug Peterson, Eagles, Giants, and more. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. Rob Ellis coming your way in just a little over 30 minutes. It's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Until then, Elliot James, let's go back to the phones, try and squeeze as many calls as we can in, talking Doug Peterson, Eagles, Giants, and more. Let's go talk to my dude in Mount Airy. Yo, what up, Malik? How are you doing? I, I sit here and I listen to the, I call it Carson bashing, <laughs> and every time I hear, oh, he's not accurate, and all, all I look at is he was pretty accurate in 17. He wasn't yeah. overthrowing balls, and it was, one, it was because, one, he had two, Two pretty much established wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Two, he had a full training camp, and three, he had a very well rested and very very hungry tight end. So that makes a pretty pretty decent wide receiver core. So let's 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 move. Well, okay, so re- really quick before you move on from that, I, I agree those are all factors, but that was just a long time ago, and the reality is the reality. Carson does not deliver accurate balls. Like even even passes that you know are two maybe someone that like a John Hightower, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he, there are throws there to be made that he is missing. Like accuracy is a problem. Yes, I agree that Zach Ertz wasn't the same player. I agree that those things matter around him. But even throws that are there to be made, he's not accurate. And it's not just incompletions. It's when he throws the ball low on a screen pass and someone has to turn around before they can go. Like his ball placement is not great. Okay, so okay, so I'm glad you mentioned John Howard Tower. Okay, so since since you said that, let's think about. Okay, the Steelers game. He put the ball where you su- you're supposed to do it and for yep. a wide receiver. You put it out in front of him, and what is this wide, wide receiver supposed to go do? Catch the ball. Yep, I but agree. Here's, here's what, what the problem is. You're dealing with a rookie. You got three rookies playing with him who haven't had a full training camp, who haven't had a full all season. where that, if you ask any real person that knows any real thing about, about football that's playing professional football, that is where trust is built in my wide receiving core. If I don't have that trust, I'm winging it. And that's what he's, I see Carson doing a lot where I'm just, I don't know where you're going to be, and I'm trying to build um, trust with Travis Fogum, and he's, he's proven very reliable. But the problem is I'm building trust. I don't have trust. There's a difference. And, oh, that's right, Hightower, I gave you a play where I, I put the trust in you, mm-hmm. where I put the ball out in front of you. And what did you do? You dropped it. So what does that do to my confidence in you? All right, when you are open, I don't know if you're going to catch it. And I, maybe I am thinking about making a play. Maybe I am thinking about throwing an interception, and I start hesitating. I, I, and I see you open, but I'm hesitating because I don't know if you're going to catch the ball or not. Malik, maybe, maybe maybe these things don't factor into you guys, but that's very important. Malik, mm-hmm. great call. And look, that's Good something. Points. Yeah, I brought this up And I think you see lot. it with Travis Fulgham. Yep. You trust Travis Fulgham, so he throws it to him in tighter windows. He gives him chances to go make plays. And to Fulgham's credit, he's made those plays. And the idea of not having a lot of time with these guys to really grow and learn and see what they like and see where they want the ball and see how they run their routes and, and all that type of stuff, it, it all does matter. And I, and I agree, Carson has to be better, period. But I do think that there is a lot of nuance to it that we don't always but get I, into. I think the reason... And his points were correct. You are right. Those things matter. The reason you expect more from Carson is because he is that franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. right? He was paid like that. Yeah. So, yes, it, it, everyone's afforded the right to have bad plays during a game. Carson doesn't have to be accurate on 100% of his passes. And there certainly are plays where, you know, the, the interception versus the Steelers, right, where Zach Ertz got knocked off of his spot. It looked like there was a miscommunication. That's an interception, but it's not really on Carson, right? But there are enough examples, I think, this season of where we've seen plays to be made and Carson just misses the throw. 
So I do think accuracy is a problem. Yes, those things factor in. But even coming out of college, Carson was never viewed as like a supremely accurate quarterback. That was not viewed as a strength of his. Let's go to Florida and talk to our good buddy, Ja'Cory. Hey, Ja'Cory. What's going on, guys? Hey, what up, man? How you doing? What's on your mind today? Good, man. Oh, man, man. Game tomorrow. We ready to win, man. Um, you know, I just got a couple of things. I got a couple of questions for you, Ellie, at the end. You know, yep. you the Eagles insider. <laughs> but, um, you know, doesn't got to, you know, play calling has to be good. Um, like you guys were saying earlier, I want to see them be innovative. Like, let's see some just sweet. Let's see some reverses with Ranger. Get the ball in Ranger hands. Um, you know, Alshon, I think Alshon is going to be more like in the red, a, a red zone wide receiver. They'll probably take out Greg Ward, you know, use Alshon's big body yep. in the red zone. Miles um, Sanders, I, I believe he's going to get like 20 to 25 touches, I think like 15 carries, about, you know, five or 10 catches out the backfield. They try to work the screen in there a lot. Um, I, I think Boston Sky is going to be dispelled back. Um. Couple questions for you, um, ESC. Yep. What up? Um, why have we not picked up like you know, uh, um, what's it, um, Zinzuski's, um, the dude from the um, Super Bowl Authority was Newski. on the left. So I, yeah, he's why, on the Steelers, right? And what? I think he, he got, injured. He might have gotten cut by the Steelers. I'm oh, not, did he? Okay. I'm not yeah, 100% he sure on that. I think he got waived. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. I mean, I think. Look, it seems like him and. Jason Peters never really meshed mm-hmm. in terms of playing right. next to Big each time. other. Big time. And Samalo's yeah. back now. Samalo's like back. Slightly less of a need and stuff. But it is, it's a name. It's a name. It's certainly a good depth to have, I guess. I mean, yeah. he's probably better than Sue Opeta. You could argue playing Opeta because of his the youth and the age. But, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed right. to that move. Then, um, I had a couple more things. I know we're, I'm up against it, but All good. Is, is Salamalo um, activated for tomorrow officially? Mm-hmm. And have you watched New Jack City yet? No Ooh, good question. You haven't, have you? I have not. No, you don't know who Nino Brown is yet. No, I would. I mean, I, I guess I should watch it. Say, say Amalu. Um, last I checked, he had not been activated, and they obviously have to do it today. They did make a wave of moves already. They brought up Michael Jaquette, I believe. They brought up Ty McGill. So the fact they didn't kind of bring Say Amalu up with that could be a reason that they're not going to do it. And Doug also seemed hesitant on Friday to say that Chico, he would great play. Call. Yeah, great call. So I, I'm starting to think he might not be out there tomorrow. That's too bad. I mean, we'll get him back, but still, that would be nice to it'd have. Be nice, look, it'd be nice for that offensive line to start getting some snaps some, Yeah, some consistency. We always talk every year, cohesion, consistency, the most important thing for offensive lines, and they've not had much of that this well, season. Well, if Samalu plays tomorrow, you're based, and I don't think he will, but when he does get out there, you'll see what your five is going to be, right? You're going to get Peter, Samalu, Kelsey, Herbig, I think at this point is a starter the mm-hmm. rest of the year, and then uh, obviously Lane Johnson. So if Samalu doesn't play, I think you'll probably see Matt Pryor come up and play. Um, with, with Herbig as the other guard. 215-592-9494. Let's find out what he's mad about today. Mad Mike and King of Prussia. What's up, pal? Hey, how you guys doing today? What's up, man? How you doing? So, so you had a caller a couple calls back that basically absolved Carson of any wrongdoing. He said he's accurate. He said everybody around him. He said 2017. He, like, all these things are just taking me off. Like, I'm tired <laughs> of hearing about 2017 Carson. That Carson Wentz is dead. He's not coming back. He's been injured so badly, and he doesn't have what he had around him. He's gone. Forget about him. And guess what? Carson Wentz is a 60% pass uh, completion percentage guy in a league where the top quarterbacks are passing for almost 67 to 70%. Guess what? He's not accurate. The guy had a lot of athleticism that made up for some deficiencies about his accuracy, and that's gone now. 
So let's get it through our heads. I'm so tired of this LTBV nonsense where we can't criticize Carson anymore, and it's just like everything else is a problem. It's everyone else's fault but Carson. Yeah, I grant it. Uh, Howie Roseman has done a god awful job as a GM. There it is. I was going to say how long it brought. You, yeah. I was going to say how long it's going to bring you to bring Howie up. Are we at like yeah. a minute here? Yeah, but uh, and 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 Doug does not play call very well. I think he should have an actual offensive coordinator. But Carson Wentz is his own worst enemy. He's not. He does not seem like he's prepared. He's not. He doesn't want to listen. And he's kind of got this, like, I know what I'm doing, just leave me be, instead of listening to people around him. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing callers call in and say, oh, it's not Carson's fault. Oh, in 2017, Carson did this. That was three-plus years ago. It's over. And it was for an 11-game stretch. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, 2019, he won four games against subpar talent to like in the NFC East to get into the playoffs. Put any other regular team in that four-game stretch, the Eagles don't make the playoffs. It's over, guys. This team stinks. The whole organization stinks. And I'm just I'm just tired of hearing it. He is mad, man. You earned the moniker, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for calling. So you think they win tomorrow, Mike? Yeah. I actually like they shouldn't have won the Giants game the last time. Evan Ingram holds onto that ball, they don't win. It's true. So so like, how am I like? I'm so tired, and I'm tired of people saying, "Oh, I can see them going six and two. Are you blind? How are they going six and two? Like, I yeah, I, I agree. I, with you. I agree with you. On I that. don't like, disagree with that either. This Mark. whole optimism thing, like, I get it, but I'm also like, I'm sick of it. Like, it makes me want to vomit. Like, well, it look, becomes... it's good to be optimistic. My too, great right? call, right? man. I mean, way look, to bring it, brother. I, I, I am an optimistic person <laughs> in my life. Right? Whether I agree with it or not, that yeah. was it. That was a call right there. That was a call. He had that built up. I, I you yeah. know, he normally calls in the first hour. I almost feel like second hour. Ranted Mike. a little bit. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. A little more anger going. Yeah. On. I think Mike was not just talking about optimism with the Eagles. He was just talking about the idea of optimism in general. He just yeah. doesn't get it. I mean, when your nickname, <laughs> when your name is Mad Mike, I mean, yeah, you gotta live up, up to it, it right? Two one five five nine two. 94-94. One more segment to go. We haven't talked a ton about tomorrow's game, but Elliot and I will give our official picks for Eagles Giants and continue our conversation on the phones with Doug Peterson and a whole lot more. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. But again, let me tell you, so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the game more fun. And like you, we all love the home team. And that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. And that means your action, your money. They're safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. Trust me, this app is super fun, easy to use, intuitive. Elliot and I have been having a blast with it all season. Just download the app. You can bet on any game on tomorrow's slate. You can bet on college football tonight. You can bet on over-unders, anything you want. I like... Carolina plus six against Tampa Bay this week. I think that's a good game to pick. I've been telling you all day, Miami minus one and a half against Los Angeles. Love that game. Seattle is a two and a half point underdog in LA. Love that as well. You can bet on anything and everything. Download the app now. Here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P 
A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Final segment for us, the legend, Robbie E., coming up next. It, you mentioned earlier how cool it is like to have Mitch Williams come up. It's also cool just to have Rob Ellis. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the, the, again, we're sandwiched by legends. Right. As just we someone say. I listened to growing up. Yeah, no, yeah. You're Glenn and Ray before, Rob after. Somehow we're in the middle. I don't know yeah, how that happens. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what mistakes someone made, but we're here. <laughs> we're going to roll with it. 215-592-9494. Elliot, let's squeeze as many calls in before the end of the show as you can. And before we get out of here, we'll give our prediction for tomorrow as well. Let's go to Queens and talk to Alex, who's been hanging forever. Alex, thanks for hanging, man. What's on your mind today? Hey, what's going on? You know, under every single circumstance, the Eagles with Doug Peterson have been significantly better as a team with Peterson than Wentz. And here's many examples. 2018, they were 5-6. and six. What people forget is when Foles took over, they were playing the Rams who made the Super Bowl that year. Nick Foles had 30 points before the fourth quarter. First the team, Nick Foles threw for 500 yards. There's might be one time that Frank Wright got Carson Wentz to even go for 400 yards because I saw Foles throw for 500 yards without Wright. The mm-hmm. second thing I would say is Dave was 48 to 7 to the Saints. Nick Foles with the same team almost beat the Saints. Yeah. Then you look at then you look at small sample sizes. Last year versus the Falcons, the Eagles had a struggling in the first half with Carson Wentz. Josh McCallum comes in. The first second he comes in, he drives him all the way downfield. That same team that was struggling with Wentz, McCallum comes in. This is even a more crazy example, but last year Carson Wentz had nine points total in five quarters versus the Eagles. If, if the Eagles don't Open on fourth down twice. McCown would have had 15 points versus New York in three quarters. And remember, yeah. McCown had a hundred pass rating. I think you're, that's a that's a kind of a deep cut there with that. But his points are all fair. His points are I mean, absolutely like, all fair. Right, who knows with that? Carson got knocked out of the game. Like the Chicago Bears are the number one defense in the entire NFL. They're Soldier Field. Nick Foles has a game-winning drive against the best. Uh, they scored 17, 16 points. Or let's not get carried away. <laughs> okay, well they won the game. Man. I, I agree. I, it was a nice win, but they scored sixteen points. Let's not get carried away about Nick Foles like leading the them some magical victory. Like let's not get carried away there. They did win on a double doink. They could have lost that game. Like mm-hmm. they get credit for winning. And Alex, great call. We appreciate. It. They get credit for winning, but let's not act like that. The offense won that game because it did not. The way I know Nick Foles has a great resume is you can diminish a playoff win. <laughs> like the fact that like you're just like, oh, all he did was go to Chicago no, 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 and no. beat and as again, an underdog. I'm and- again, I, I, I'm a bottom line guy. The playoff right. win matters. I'm just responding to that point by Steve. He was saying that Nick Foles went into Chicago and lit it up. He did. Right. Like, let's be real about well, it. Well, he, he struggled at points of that game. He did have the game. He made big throws. He, he won the game. His, I get it. But- the point, his big point, though, which is fair, is. Look, it matters. You've seen Doug without Carson. You have not seen Carson without Doug. You just haven't. Well, you, so you can't. You can't. Right. Yeah. But so that's what I'm saying. So that's why it makes it a little easier. Now, but, it'd be but again, we could also flip it around and say the right head coach for Carson could bring the best. If, that's true. It absolutely. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's talk to Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, how are you? Whoa, buddy. What up, man? What's on your mind today? <laughs> I finally got two on Saturday. Hey. Oh, oh Steve in Wilmington. It, it didn't say Wilmington. How you doing, buddy? All right, how are you? Good. What's on your mind today, Stevie? Well, I wanted to talk about the Giants Eagles, but did you guys watch the Washington uh, Giants game? I did. Yes, mm-hmm. last week. All right. Well, Washington had success thrown to the outside. Giants rushed on the inside, and Julius Peppers got what two interceptions at the end of the game? Yeah, Jabril Peppers, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, five yeah. turnovers, Washington. Turned the ball over five times. Yeah, Washington yeah, might not Washington should have won that game. Yeah, I mean, Washington lost by three points, and they turned the ball over five times. So, yeah, you could say they Yeah, they here's the thing. The, the Giants game. are playing better, but they're still a team that knows good. how to lose. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're two and seven. They've lost they're their two last— Two and seven, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've lost their last three games by combined six points, but they've lost each of them. So, you know, they're, they're playing close, but they do not know how to close out games, as we saw two, two or three weeks ago. To bring back the screen pass— yeah, that's what we were talking about before, outside. Steve. Yeah, that's what you think they're going to win tomorrow, Steve? Well, I hope so because I bet on them. There we go. There you go. So that's a yes, then. Steve, yeah. great call, man. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, look, I screen passes. We said it before. For those who missed it, Shio Kapati with the stat this week, the Eagles have 38 yards on screen passes this year. It is. And I just can't unreal. believe. And again, maybe Doug's my blind spot. Who knows? But I can't believe Doug doesn't know when to call a screen pass. Like it's that crazy. feels like execution. To me. I know. Yeah. Well, nobody's not calling And it's not, not just Carson. Them. It's not yeah. just Carson. It's both. But I'm saying he's not calling them though. You know, I don't. Well, if... They're not working apparently. Let's go to South Philly and talk to Hassan. Hey, Hassan. Hey, hey, James. Good to talk to you, man. Finally got your own yeah. show. Good to hear your you opinion too, more man. often. Thanks, you Hassan. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm always on the other side of Elliot, man, because he's uh, Carson went. Destroyer, yeah. I guess. I mean, destroyer. Like we went from hater to destroyer. A realist, yeah, I guess. Because he, he, it don't matter what you tell him, he gonna go against Carson. But um, I just wanted to ask you this too, Elliot. Um, because huh? I know it's not enough time. I, why if Carson? Because I feel like they're as an Eagles fan with just clear glasses. I love Doug, love Carson, I love Nick for winning. But it seemed like people is hating now Carson because of Nick getting traded. Is is being overwhelmingly critical and he's playing trash he's playing bad but Doug is making some and you could say you said earlier oh you can count on the hands of times Doug made bad play calls but if you really go back to even 16 and crucial parts of the game he's calling some crazy calls that make Mm -hmm. you say why did he call that and I think right now they're both having a bad season and you have blinders on your eyes when it comes it could to be. Doug because you're not being as critical. But I would also say this. Like, what do we think is more likely? Doug forgot how to coach after 2017 or the injuries Carson has sustained has impacted him as a player. Like, Doug doesn't have that physical barrier to deal with. So, look, maybe the league is adjusted But you to could Doug also say as- that point. Frank Reich was here then. Like, that does matter. As Like, I do think that Doug is someone who needs – Help, like he well, could be coaches, great, but he need, all coaches, right? But help. he again, you could say that that like that is a reason why he could not be as good as he was but, then. But to your point, um, Hassan, why why are people so critical of Carson and, and Doug, and why do people see, seem so unhappy? It's because they, they're not winning. Like at the end of the day, the, all this Nick Foles stuff will go away once they win consistently. Like they're seventeen, seventeen and one with Carson, and maybe it's not all Carson's fault. Maybe it's more Doug's fault than I'm willing to admit. But when you're seventeen, seventeen and one. People are going to be unhappy, and there's going to be blame, plenty of blame to go around because that is not what this team should be. Right. I just want you to. I just want you to. I'm. Give, I'm. I'm ready to admit that good. I could have blinders on with Doug. I. I could be wrong All about right. Doug. Okay. I'm ready to okay. admit that. I'm. I don't not think to I say am. Doug's not a great coach, but it's like we criticize. It's like if you take sides. If you like Carson and you say something bad about him, oh, you saying this bad about Carson. If you like Doug, I feel like they both need the same amount of criticism mm-hmm. because they're both coaching and playing horrible yeah they're definitely tied at the hip for sure okay thank you Hassan great call man I had to call you thanks for calling him and call again next week Hassan all right no doubt a pleasure uh all right E tomorrow Eagles Giants man this is a tough one this is a really tough one for me to call because I do think the Eagles are the better team they're coming off the bye but 
my boy Doug, one and three coming off the bye, which is worrisome. I think that the Giants are playing better now than they were two weeks ago. And Doug said it flat out. They had us beat last time. It's on the road. Miles Sanders coming back is promising, but we'll see how much they use him. I'm definitely thinking Giants plus three and a half is the pick. You get him as home underdogs plus three and a half. This is a really tough one, but I think I'm going to pick the Giants. Oh, no. And I think the Eagles probably still make the playoffs. Look, I, I get – look, I, I every agree. Time we're, every time we say to ourselves, this is a game they're going to come out and yeah, start a look, run, they just it, never do. Just like against the Giants a couple weeks ago, and, and I agree betting-wise that I would not uh, take the Eagles to cover. But right. I think they win by three. I, I think it's 26-23, another weird score, a missed two-point in there. And weird Ray, stuff. Ray Dinger made a great point in the hallway before. I mean, if you think it's going to be a close game with kicking – Jake Elliott, it's a nerve-wracking thing. Yeah. It's a nerve-wracking thing. So, look, I think they pull it out, but because, you know what, they find ways to pull games out against the Giants. They have. And the Giants find the, ways to lose games. Doug Peterson, Wentz, Sarah, like, they have found ways to pull games out against the Giants, so I think they do it again tomorrow. But uh, I agree, it's going to be a close one. Obviously, listen to the call here on WIP. Uh, everyone who called in, thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you. We didn't even get to all the calls. We had stay. Rob Ellis is definitely going to be talking Eagles. I'm sure he'd love to take your calls, but uh, we apologize. Call in next week. Yeah, call next week. We'll get to you next week. I'm seeing the names. I'll get to you. I, I really apologize. We couldn't get to everybody, but uh, to everyone who did call in, we, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Moshe Kravitz. Crushing it behind the glass. Elliot, until next week, we will be back here one to three and of course check out our, our post game pod tomorrow after the game at go birds pond twitter itunes spotify all that stuff you can yep. find the pod anywhere so for elliot i'm james thank you for listening to another edition of go birds radio right here on sports radio 94 wip